welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is the video game podcast born of the Monster Hunter community. This is your host, Fortwan, joined by co-host Ace tonight. How you doing, bud? Good. Just had a pre-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving dinner, you could call it. Um, I mean, it is November. I guess I shouldn't shouldn't be that surprised, but... <laughs> yeah, it's effectively uh, pre-gaming. Andrea made uh, mashed potatoes. Uh, chicken in the slow cooker with gravy, uh, mm. mac and cheese, and then green beans and carrots. So I had it was a bit like Thanksgiving. I mean, today I had leftover pizza, but last night I went to see Oppenheimer with my dad, just me and my dad, because John's hasn't been feeling too well. So he stayed home. Uh, Mom had some sort of going out with her old high school friends dinner thing. So Mm -hmm. dad was like, hey, you want to go see a movie? I was like, sure, whatever. He's like, "Uh, you want to go see Oppenheimer? And I was like, sure, I guess. Like, I'm not I wasn't very interested in seeing Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. Uh, I tried to convince him to see Five Nights at Freddy's. That didn't take. So we saw Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. And uh, we went to an IMAX theater uh up in columbus so you know we took a drive uh and what made me think is uh think of it is you mentioned you had mash, uh um macaroni and cheese mm-hmm. so my dinner because they do a dine-in theater there um yeah. my my dinner was mac and cheese fried chicken and bacon it was actually really good um but mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I finished everything before the trailers were done because there were so many trailers this time. Again, um, the amount of trailers before a movie is just insane at this point. I don't know how if you've gone to a theaters lately or within the past. I don't know. It feels like the past five years it's that way. But well, we did a couple months back. I forget what we saw. Or no, a couple, like a month back, actually, because we saw mm-hmm. The Nun 2. Okay. Yeah, horror movie. Yeah, I'm I'm aware of what it is. I just I haven't seen them. Yeah. It, or the or the first one. The only oh. horror movie that I've been trying to see is uh, Five Nights at Freddy's because I feel like I just want to see the next video game movie. Well, fine with that. As long as mm-hmm. you don't go to a a, a larger, more populated area. You should be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrea and Jack went to it last weekend. I think Sunday. Sunday. I Saturday thought it Sunday? just came out this weekend. Yeah, this I past thought weekend. it did. Yeah. Um, and it was awful. Uh, I will take a ton of trailers before the movie over audiences. Because audiences are always a mixed bag. And yeah. several of my last experiences with Andrea have been somewhat too definitely negative because of audiences. More pointedly hmm. teenagers. Uh, but they had a hell of a time at the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Because there was uh, what Andrea thinks and is probably correct is that these teenagers went to the movie 
all the other tickets were sold for like the good seats so they had to get seats like up in the very front row and because they couldn't just deal with that and accept it and just watch the movie mm-hmm. they apparently were sniping seats anytime someone would like go to the bathroom or like get a snack hmm. and like they were doing it before the movie started and they were continuing it as the movie was going on and wow i've never heard of people doing that that's yeah and then they of course were doing the spilling the popcorn thing they were apparently with like the the jump scares in the movie like exaggeratedly like screaming for like 15 or more seconds like obviously doing it to either mock the movie or just in general to get attention hmm. so okay well the nice thing um, is that if you have peacock it was available on peacock the day it came out i uh, do not i i have cut down to i only have netflix at this point all of it, everything else is gone because I was not using them uh, often enough to justify paying for them. Mm-hmm. I think in my year and a half, maybe two years of having Max, I watched exactly four things. Uh, so it okay. was not worth it. <laughs> well, they've got uh, Fear of the Walking Dead on it right now, and I've been getting into that finally getting around to watching it um mm-hmm. so i'll be watching that at least a little bit longer i need to get uh whatever the login is because at some point it signed me out of my phone actually no it was when they uh switched it over from hbo max to just max and didn't just like update the yeah. app to match that they made it an entirely different app so I haven't been signed in on that in a long ass time, so. But we have it on the yeah. TV upstairs, so that's not too big of an issue. Oh, they certainly kept your billing information because I had to uh, find a, the different man- means of uh, canceling them. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> that's always um, fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't put up too much of a fight. It's it's not it's not certainly not the worst experience I've had canceling something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, um, we are going to be talking about uh, conventions tonight, um, gaming conventions, and sort of like in a sense like a E three, right? Like video game. I w- I was going to say. Speaking of canceling, let's talk about E3. Right. Because right. isn't that not a thing anymore? I don't think it is. I think it's dead. I think it's dead dead. Um, which is kind of sad in a way, but uh it's mm-hmm. been a long time coming. Um so this there's this trend of of companies doing sort of their own conventions now instead of everyone sort of banding together to talk about video games. Um, so there's still other larger conventions going on. Um, Summer Games Fest has kind of replaced E3. Um, yeah. And is, uh, is PAX still a thing? 
Hmm? PAX? Is oh, yeah, PAX. PAX. Yes, PAX is very much still a thing. It still has both an East and a West, and I think it even has some other venues. Mm-hmm. GamesCon is still a thing. Um, right now, this weekend, part of why I want to talk about this, BlizzCon is going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last of the panels ended today, but they still have the general show floor stuff tomorrow, I believe. Um and um, there are some smaller ones that are more focused uh, going on. And of course, we got the company specific ones like State of Play and the Nintendo Directs, um, which I wouldn't really call them conventions, but they are what they're the trend of what we're moving to away from conventions is what I would say. Uh, specifically, I think Nintendo started this trend with the Nintendo Direct during E3 and then sort of bringing them out of E3 and sort of doing them quarterly, it feels like, mm-hmm. uh, to sort of not only update the consumers, but also the shareholders in a way. They still have their shareholder meetings that we hear about, but, you know, it's a good flashy way to announce things. Um, so I guess we're just going to have some discussion points tonight. Like, I don't really think that, you know, we're going to be doing a list of the best or comparing them or anything i just i what brought this up is there's two conventions that came up recently that i was a both excited about b uh i've been wanting to go to a blizz blizzcon since i've known about them uh mm-hmm. but a they're in california i've never been that, that far no nah, it's not fair i've been that far west i've been to seattle but um i'm not that far southwest i would say then uh Mm-hmm. Um, I have also wanted to go to E3, even though those those are dead. Yeah, just to be part of the community. There, there isn't such a Monster Hunter one that I'd like to be able to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's had a presence. Capcom has had a presence uh, at TGS a couple times. Uh, mm-hmm. They have they've had presences at E3 at times, but it's never been like consistent. Hey, this sort of yeah, and so what they tend to do is these these they recently they've started doing these dev live streams, which is something that uh, Blizzard has adopted for individual games instead of their whole convention. They still have their whole big convention where they like to announce things. For instance, just a quick recap uh, from what I've heard: we got a new expansion for World of Warcraft again, not unexpected. We get one every two years, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have the Diablo four first expansion now announced, uh, already. We only got a teaser. Um, I was a little disappointed. I watched today's panel, even though the panel was fun and informative. Um, they said, we're getting a new class and it's not a class that's ever been done before in Diablo. Okay. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's cool. Let's hear about it. They didn't mention it when they talked a little bit after the trailer. They they mentioned it, but they said there's only one class and that it was unique and yada, yada. And I said, we'll talk more tomorrow about what this is. Yada, yada. Right. Well, their talk more about it was they went over concept art and what the environment's going to be like in the expansion. And when they specifically got to talking about the class, um, they mentioned that it's brand new it's never been for 
uh, there before. They confirmed that even though it's set in the jungles around Kurost, uh, which is a area of the of the world in in Diablo that we know about, uh, that it's not going to be the witch doctor uh, because we've already had that. They specifically uh-huh. confirmed it's not the witch doctor because the witch doctors come from that area as well. Um, so they specifically said it's not that. But the, the disappointing thing for me was this like they didn't say shit about what it was. Like they didn't say anything. Just that it was brand new. Yeah. They didn't say like what kind of theme it fits, like what kind of equipment they use, like nothing. Absolutely nothing. It was the biggest tease of a class announcement I have ever heard. They're like, there's a new class. It exists and it's new. And that is the entirety of the information. Um, And then I will say outside of it was nice to hear their thoughts and their excitement behind the expansion and, and some really cool information coming up. There's, I thought I was going to be done with season two a couple weeks ago when I finished the season journey, hit level a hundred and then defeated the echo of Lilith, which is the most difficult challenge in the game. And they came back and said, Hey, look, we're adding some new content coming here in December 5th, like whole new go do this. It's, going to be fun challenging like yada yada and i'm like all right i'm in but i i use i'm starting to see this a lot in conventions where they're sort of like not wanting to release information when they announce it mm-hmm. like i'm sure that you know we've we felt the same about uh monster hunter sunbreak mm-hmm. when you remember when that got announced mm-hmm um it was in a nintendo direct i believe wasn't it um i think so right so we got the trailer which is cool but then we're just left there to speculate on what anything of it means and you know like yeah sure i get that you want to reveal more or things are concrete sometimes and that you just want to say hey we're doing this thing and that's it like they did for elder scrolls 6 right we yeah. have plans. There is certainly an Elder Scrolls Six. Uh, we don't have any information. I was okay with that. But what I don't like is when we like we're told, "Hey, you ha- we have these things. They're going to be here. That's all." Like, there's no details to the information. There's nothing to be excited about. There's nothing to really to to go on, right? right. So that so then we we. I'm not saying it's their fault, but it does lend itself to the wild speculation that gets everyone disappointed. Right. You know what I mean? So like, you know, what kind of like people were like high, like hyping up Sunbreak and like, oh, we're going to get this, this and this and this. And there was a lot of people who were disappointed because we got like no communication on that until pretty close to launch, if I remember correctly. Right. Like there was a shit ton of trailers uh but they don't really say anything other than show and then i don't know this this diablo one as much as i am excited i would have liked for them to actually talk about shit like even if they just said hey this is subject to change it's not ready yet yeah but here's what we're thinking right like this is like the mm-hmm. one time i've been very disappointed with the diablo team not being um, 
transparent enough with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this isn't even something they need to hide. It's just like, hey, we got a new class. It's called this. Have fun. Like I they could have given us the thing. They also did this thing where they showed the t- the screen for what season three is, sort of like the splash art. Uh-huh. So it says season three, and then it had these orange, like archaic symbols beneath it that was gonna be like where the title would be. Yeah. Um they're like, yeah, we haven't named it yet, so it just doesn't mean anything right now. And I'm like, okay. Well, what can you tell us about season three? Uh, we're going to talk about leaderboards, which is a good thing. They talked about, you know, there's there's going to be weekly dungeons or whatever that are set so that you can run them and be on a leaderboard. And if you're in the top whatever percent, your, your run and build and character is saved forever in some sort of Hall of Fame, which is really cool. I'm never going to get there because yeah, I don't play that way. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like they, they talked about some cool stuff, but it's just like all these announcements that are like, you know, we people make fun of like the announcement of the announcement stuff that we have yeah. and conventions. What I felt like, I feel like I'm very much like a get off my lawn grandpa gamer right now having this, this problem. Right. But you go back to earlier days of E3 and that kind of stuff like this was your moment to tell people about your product right Mm -hmm. this is when people were watching right and there were the people who were fans were watching right yeah so you told them as much as you could right then and there and now we're getting a lot and you know monster hunter does this um microsoft does this sony does this nintendo does this blizzard does this like uh, there's examples, so many examples of, hey, here's this game. It's really cool. We're going to talk about it at this date. Mm-hmm. And Monster Hunter is very fucking notorious for this. Like, it, yeah. and it, 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 it aggravates me, right? Because it's like, that's not a surprise. Like, yeah, we knew there was going to be another game. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like the uh, Dwight Schrute of a video game announcement it's the assistant yes assistant to the regional manager not the assistant regional manager yeah and then they do these fucking q a's like a lot of them do and people are like so can you tell us more oh we're going to tell you more at this date is literally their answer every time and Mm. like you see that across the board it's very aggravating (laughs) to me it's like i want to be excited about your shit but you're not letting me be excited because you're not telling me anything. Yeah, so somewhat rem- reminiscent of the uh, you guys have phones, right? Thing that happened. Not quite yeah. as infuriating this or was... egregious, but like still frustrating because like they theoretically have the information and they could 100% put a disclaimer of like this is in development it is not fully functional and could end up being scrapped if it does not meet our standards. But this is what we're going for. Like you sort of mentioned, but instead of doing that, we're just like, we have a new class. We're going to tell you about it later. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that was, I mean, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm being very down on this. I'm still excited. 
they did they did a very good job of saying, "Hey, here's the the direction we're going. Here's where you're going to be in the world." So lore-wise, this is an exciting expansion, and they have established why it's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Just to sum up, End of Diablo kind of ends on a little bit of a cliffhanger. Mephisto is trapped in a soul stone once again. And then Nerul, mm-hmm. who's this little child, like we're saying it like this 14-year-old girl, takes off with the stone thinking that she can handle it herself. Um, yeah. She can't spoilers um she can't the people who handled mephisto's soul stone were locked in a dungeon beneath a ziggurat for hundreds of years and then that whole area became corrupt like Mm -hmm. and this was like a fully you know like strong of faith paladin who who held this burden not a 14 year old child Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> so uh, it's and, and it's also it's called Vessel of Hatred and, and Mephisto is the Lord of Hatred. Uh, so lore wise, it's interesting. Lore wise, it's cool that we're going back to the Karas jungles. Um, we've been there before with Diablo 2. Diablo 2 features this place heavily, heavily. Karas docks, you're in, the you know, the spider forest you know, and then Trevinkle. You know, all these really cool sort of Mayan Aztec inspired jungle areas uh, from Mexico, which you don't see a lot in gaming. You don't see a lot of Aztec inspired stuff, Uh, which Monster Hunter actually has some. If you remember the monster arts, that very reminiscent of Aztec art, uh, especially older Monster Hunters. Um, Right. Which, by the way, I thought of you the other day. I've become very close to buying a Vita. (laughs) <laughs> because they are cheap enough that I can afford them with all the stuff I traded in. Uh-huh. I was like, do I want to actually try and play Freedom Unite? The answer right now is no. But Well, I don't think you can. Because isn't the v- uh, Vita store closed down, I thought? Do they not accept UMDs? Because I have five of the UMDs. I uh, don't believe so. I believe it's only the cartridges and digital. I don't think they had a model that had the UMDs. Trust me, I can get it on there if I really wanted to. I have hacked this shit before. (laughs) I know how to pull the file off and make it readable. I know how to do that to a PSP. I'm not sure with a Vita, but I'm sure I could figure it out. Uh But that being said, I'm not at the point where I want to uh, right now. Um still playing other things. Um, so like I, I had a lot of these thoughts and, and some of this was today, right? Like the, this panel mm-hmm. that I'm complaining about, like we're going to talk about this tomorrow and the, the tomorrow, which was today, um, basically um, reiterated on a couple things that are coming out within this season, which I think was cool. They did more details on what's coming out in December and that kind of thing. I won't get into the details with you cause you don't play the game. It doesn't matter. You know, specifically, they said, oh, there's these rings. And they said, here's what the rings do now today. Like they said, these rings are here yesterday. And then today they actually described what the rings do, which is a good example of talking about something in the announcement and then explaining it later. So they did good in aspects that are coming out soon. But like the stuff that's coming out later, it's just like 
We're doing it. Yeah. And that's it's, frustrating to me. Yeah, that's definitely weird. Um, I don't know why they would do that that way. I don't either. Instead of just it, like planning a set date at the event or a date in the future. Uh, and just sticking I'm, to that and making the announcement. Well, there's there's this thing, right? Because BlizzCon is very important to Blizzard. Right. It's this thing uh-huh. that's been going on for a long time. It's one of the longest running gaming conventions at this point. Um, I don't know how long BlizzCon has been going on, but it's been going on for over 10 years, I believe. Over mm-hmm. 10 years that we've had a BlizzCon at some point, maybe even longer. Several awesome announcements have been happening. Oh, no. It's definitely over 10 years because 2008 is when they announced Diablo 3 out of, yeah. So 2008 is when they announced Diablo 3, um, uh-huh. which is four years before that game came out. But, um, hey, you know, Blizzard is a little guilty of announcing things too early, but they've been doing mm-hmm. better about that. Um, I will say conversely, even though I don't give a shit about Overwatch anymore, I did watch some of the Overwatch stuff because it came before the Diablo stuff. So I watched beginning of opening ceremony and then watched Overwatch because that's what was on until Diablo came on, which was number two. And then I tuned out of the opening ceremony because that's all I care about is Diablo. Um, But it was nice to see how Overwatch did handle their stuff. They announced a new character. They explained what he did what was inspired by and showed gameplay of him. He had a nice, cool trailer uh, that was showing off his abilities and whatnot. That's the kind of stuff I want to see the tease. I'm okay with a teaser, right? But like, give me more information than what they gave me. Mm -hmm. So conversely, there is another convention that went on a week or two ago. Um, this one is much smaller. I didn't even watch it. I've been watching recaps of it. Um, you saw the result of me watching a recap on the discord because you were like, yeah. Okay. Um, because (laughs) uh, suddenly out of nowhere, I have seven games that I want to play between now and next year because they're done. And, and, And it's called the state of boom. And it's mm-hmm. 3D Realms and all these older first-person shooters guys who do uh, what they call the boomer shooters, right? It's this convention that's a little yeah. bit more of an indie for PC dev kind of thing that sort of sits in that space of the genre. So it's a very niche convention, but it's very curated for those people. Now, the reason why I don't watch this often is there's a lot of garbage in there that I don't care about, right? Um, This was a bit of an exception because the one, I mean, like I said, there's like seven or eight games that I want to play. In fact, I only showed the Discord the ones that are actually having release dates as of next year. There are ones that are further out that I'm excited for, too. Mm -hmm. Uh. And I've actually been playing one of those games I put up there because it released uh, since that convention. Um, 
which is Ion Fury's expansion Aftershock. Um, I was actually playing it quite a bit today. This convention literally has the developers sit down and like a talk show style. You have a host developer comes, sits down on the couch and says, talk to me about this game. They talk about the game. They talk about, okay, here were the challenges of us trying to release this year. There was like, everyone was very open and honest about where they're at, what they're doing and when they're releasing. Um, and this was like true across the board of like, give us all the deets, like everything, just Mm -hmm. lay it out. And a lot of people did. And that, and, and I haven't watched the individual interviews, but like the, the, you know, the recaps that I, that I have watched since have all expressed that how grateful they were to hear, Oh, this was delayed because of this, or this was now you got to think we're, we're talking about games that were announced in 2019. Right. And then 2020 comes and then they're like, we're indie devs and we don't have a lot of money. So like, you know, we're in shutdown mode. Like how do we handle this? And that was a lot of the problems and there was technical issues for some of them and yada, yada. So that being said, you know, and and you Ace have seen this, but um, I'm just going to, for the audience, talk a little bit. Ion Fury, Aftershock listeners, if you remember a couple years ago, I had taken a couple years to finish Ion Fury, uh, which is sort of like a first person shooter story focused. Um, Aftershock is an expansion that takes place right after the events of the main game. Um, with uh, Bombshell Shelly uh, being the protagonist who I talked about in our uh, Strong Female Protagonist episode. She is the female counterpart to Duke Nukem. She is a foul-mouthed action star of a person. Um, right. I love the one-liners she does, and that's what Duke Nukem does is one-liners. Um, I was playing today, and you can they have these bowling ball bombs and you roll them at people and uh uh it, there was a there was a couple funny ones today that had me laughing one of them one of them was he just killed a bunch of people and there's one guy left and he says like oh my god or something and she says cry about it like she's just like totally like uncaring <laughs> yeah. um there was there was one um I opened up a door and it's supposed to be like a surprise. So the, there's a guy standing there ready to shoot me and you know, first person shooter. It's a, you know, something jumps out of you, you know, reaction time. You can shoot them first. Yada, yada. So I yeah. have this, I have this shotgun and I love the name of the shotgun. It's called the disperser. Um, <laughs> and um, there's an ex- explosive rounds. So like all instead of like being like a shell that's explosive, it's a whole like buckshot, but each part of the buckshot is explosive. So um, totally hamburgerized this guy uh, and like immediately out of my just jerk reaction to shoot as soon as I saw him. And she got the character goes, oh, my God, I didn't order hamburger. Like it was <laughs> just like stuff like that. I love it. Um Another game, another like it's a flashy, uh, fast-paced shooter called Viscera Fest. 
that's coming out uh that's coming out of early access another strong female protagonist that says one-liners like i i have a thing like i like this stuff i like uh i like protagonists that say one-liners in these fast-paced shooters it's not just female protagonists but a lot of these indie ones use females because you know underrepresented in a lot of games um Wrath of Aeon, uh, Wrath Aeon of Ruin, uh, very sci-fi first-person shooter. A lot more trippy, super, you know, neon aesthetic stuff going on. Um, one of my favorite series, Project Warlock, uh, is getting a whole ex- uh, DLC expansion that we have no clue that was coming out because they are actively in early access development of Project Warlock Two. Mm-hmm. So, like you don't expect them to put out a DLC for the first game while they've been doing early access for the second game. And, you know, chapter one is out for early access. By the way, I don't play stuff in early access. Like, I I just don't want to. I I feel like I don't... I want to experience the game and be done with it. I don't want to experience half of the game and wait for the rest to come out and then be done with it. I'd like to sort of do it all at once and then move on. Um... Yeah, Project Warlock, The Lost Chapters is coming out in 2024. Uh, Graven is coming out of uh, early access on January 23rd. This is another one I've been watching. And then a new one uh, that I had no idea about, but it was in early access. New one to me. Sorry, it's already out in early access, but I didn't know about it. Called Sulaco, which is another one of these boomer shooters that I really enjoy. And saw trailers for it. And I'm into it. It looks really great. Like, I really love this genre. It's not my favorite genre, but it's a close second. Um, yeah. So it's but like be a all of busy time for you. Yes, it as is. Far and, as boomer and, shooters go. Yeah, yeah. And and, and the, the, the exciting part is that they gave us all the details in this thing, right? Like, like we right. know when they're coming out. If they were ambiguous about the date, it's the year. And it said, we're releasing in this year. Like, we're not, like, you know, you're not, you're not, like, in the, in the, in Bethesda, where, we're like, hey, we're working on Elder Scrolls 6 after we finish Starfield, which we don't have a release date for Starfield yet when they announced that. Yeah. So it was just like, oh my gosh, you don't know how much I don't care about your release of Starfield, but Elder Scrolls 6, that's what I was excited for. Yeah. No. Um, I haven't asked Sasha, but I think she's, I think she's still playing Starfield. Um, but yeah, so like, to me, this this uh, this other show, the State of Boom, was just like such a better show, even though I didn't watch it, right? And I only, I'm only watching BlizzCon for Diablo. I don't care about the other stuff. The other stuff could be interesting. Uh, a lot of people were hoping StarCraft was announced. Uh, doesn't seem like it was it's another <laughs> still no more starcraft um but yeah so so what are you what are your thoughts ace like where where are you at on conventions are you watching for a specific game are you watching because i know you've been unhappy with the playstation ones well no not unhappy with playstation ones i've been unhappy with playstation I've, yes yeah not the show except but yeah. for like maybe the big big one uh, like the actual state of play event that they have at like an actual physical location. Uh, I've more or less just 
tuned out of watching them. And I mean, sort of the same for like Nintendo Directs and stuff. I usually hear about them after they happen. Uh, I still watch every Nintendo Direct. Yeah, I'll still go back and like watch them to see what was announced and see if anything piques my interest. But Mm. like, I just feel like in a lot of cases, they're just sort of not changing with the times at least for like e3 and other events like that because i think that's one of the things that contributed to e3 being in the in the grave so to speak is that they didn't really adapt their format to match with the times and i don't think they they stayed competitive with the other events that go on and they didn't give the actual like developers big and small a reason to continue going to their show when they could just you know host their own events and have right celebrities that are you know in their games show up and do performances and stuff like that because uh, the one that they had uh the year like a year or two before uh last of us or maybe it was after last of us part two came out uh, but like having Troy Baker and uh, Ashley Johnson and uh, I think his name is Gustavo Santola, the main composer for both the games, like have performances. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's certainly something that I don't remember seeing from E3, or at least Mm-mm. not super memorable. And then like even specific games at times are having like their own events for like yeah marketing obviously but like live streams fallout fallout 5 had a press event where Mm -hmm. the voice actor who played the father in that appeared and in character and was like doing sermons slash intimidation performance oh far cry 5 yeah, Far Cry Five. Did I say something else? Sorry. You said Fallout. It, oh, it yeah. came, Far Cry it, Five. Was, My bad. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I just took it at face value to begin with, but then you're like the t- sermon. I was like, that doesn't that doesn't fit. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> no, sometimes my my brain moves faster than my mouth, and my mouth struggles to catch it's, up. It's fine, but yeah, Far uh, Cry Five did have its own event. Yes. Plus, like, I don't know. I don't remember because it's been so long since I've watched an E3 thing. Did they have like one main stage where announcements would happen? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, they'd yeah, have... So I, think, I think that would definitely be part of the problem because then you're giving these companies a time slot in there by crunch yes. to get to everything they want to cover when that's not preferable because they probably want to announce certain things and they want to do it in a way that makes sense or that flows. And if you're giving them the time slot and then like, it's only from say like 2 PM to 4 PM, you only got two hours then to get Mm -hmm. all your major announcements. And then that's it. Whereas like, 
the event that they set themselves can be as long as they want it to be. They can cover anything they want to and nothing they don't want to. Right. Right. And so I, I definitely, I see why we're going towards the trend of at least individual companies or even in some cases, individual games doing events. I do enjoy events that are collaborative to a degree because there is a little bit more of a sense of a larger gaming community at those things. And I think that's something Mm -hmm. we're going to lose with E3, right? Like E3 had with, with its flaws and all, there was a sense of prestige, right? There was a sense of, Mm -hmm. have you watched E3 this year? Have you watched, like, did you hear about this? Like it was for the longest time, like, where we got the best video game news right? Uh, for the year, right? And we started seeing other things cropped up, and then Nintendo started doing their directs and then moved their directs away from E3. And I think yeah. that was a good move for Nintendo at the time, and I enjoy seeing directs more often than once a year. Um, now, I will say the quality of directs, I feel, has gone down. I still watch yeah. them. Because at any direct, I am able to usually pick out two to three or more games that I'm extremely interested in, but I would have never heard about because A, no one in my friend circles want to play them. B, Mm -hmm. I'm no longer interacting with many online communities due to my, you know, lifestyle. I mean, Twitter's going down the toilet and out the drain. I don't... and. And that's not even just me being less involved with it. I think in general, like you're just seeing less on there. Um, no, it was valued or appreciated at $44 billion when uh, Elon Rusk took it over. And now it's at about 16 or $17 billion, I think, though, from the article I just saw or the headlines that I've just seen. Right. And, and yeah, you know, Elon Musk's meddling aside. It's just not where I'm going to be interacting. Even those the a lot of the people I interact with on Twitter are Monster Hunter fans, right? Yeah. There are some overlap. Um, you know, I as far as I know, outside of my friend Brian and and Jacob, mm-hmm. uh, like I don't know anyone else who is actively watching directs when they come out and actively excited about a lot of the more Nintendo titles. Like we haven't talked that much about Mario wonder as a podcast because you guys aren't really that super interested in talking about it. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm playing the shit out of this game right now and trying to hundred percent it. Like it's one of the games I've been playing lately. Um, mm. And I love Mario games. I love them for their challenge. I love the platforming, but we're not going to get Sasha to talk about Mario games. Cause she's not a platforming fan or, yeah. you know, and so there's not a lot of circles for me to really interact and see what's going on with Nintendo outside of the direct. Right. So that's why I watch the direct. I want to see what's coming and what's going to happen. What's, what's happening. I mean, the latest one gave me one of my favorite announcements in a long time from them, which is the Super Mario RPG remake. 
I'm yeah. very excited about that. Um, even my YouTube subscriptions these days don't really do a lot of Nintendo. The only person that does a lot of Nintendo is the completionist. Um, and he's about the only one that I, that really has any, even and he's not even like a news thing. He just, gets excited sometimes and wants to talk about something. And I'm like, cool, let's talk about right. it. Like I'll, I'll listen. Um, you know, I'm down. Um, so there, there's, there's that aspect to, to it where I just want to, you know, know what's going on. Right. And someone, you know, I do the podcast here and I don't have to know about everything doing a video game podcast, but I like to be somewhat informed. Right. Unless I'm just entirely disinterested in the whole topic whatsoever, even though it's in gaming, like sometimes I can't even be asked to even look at it sometimes because it's just like so outside of my realm of interest. But, you know, other times I'll, I'll look into things. Um, mm-hmm. Usually that would be Xbox. Right? Like Xbox would not be something that I would be interested in. Um, they're making that not the case um, because they keep buying all my favorite IPs. Um uh, for instance, at BlizzCon, uh, Spencer came out and started talking at the beginning of the opening ceremony after uh, the president of Blizzard came out. And it's just like, hey, you know, we're just going to talk about the fact that, yeah, we're bought by Microsoft and it's all happy and we're going to facilitate things. And then it was really, mm-hmm. really interesting to be like, hey, uh, you know, Spencer was like, hey, um. This Diablo four game is really fun. Like he was actually just started gushing about him playing Diablo with his friends on, on the floor. I was like, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. A little, little more respect for you, Spencer, like a little, little more respect. than. Yeah. Um, I think they're just reassuring people that, you know, Microsoft isn't going to step in and change how Blizzard works. That was basically their verbiage. Yeah. Um, that they're not just a soulless corporation. That's conglomerating all these IPs to reap as much money as they can. I mean, it, it At is, but I don't theory. think there's, that is what they're doing, but it's not soulless. I would say I know. take out the soulless and you, you've hit it spot on. Like, like, yeah. like, um, yeah. So like, there's this, I don't know. There's this thing about like being, it's a good way to sort of feel like part, even though I'm not there, right? But to feel like part of the gaming community and be excited about announcements and talk about them with people and sort of do these things. And that's what E3 really brought to the table. Now we're moving away from that. Uh, we kind of have to catch things as they come out, which makes it more difficult too, because the, the you know, the with the internet, everyone's like, I'll, I'll make my own E3. You know, like that kind of deal, uh, which is certainly what happened now there are some conventions and shows that that while i'm not super like nintendo directs i think are a cool idea uh but i'm not going to say they're the best thing that, that has ever happened right like i'm 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 interacting with it because that's that's my choice either don't mm-hmm. or do right like there's no they're not going to send me press dockets like <laughs> yeah i either hear the information or i don't right and I and I'm part of it. I want to be, I want to be informed as soon as possible, just for my own interest. But then we have stuff like the Game Awards, 
And Jeff Keeley, and I have been a fan of the Game Awards since their inception. I watched mm-hmm. the Spike TV video game awards. Uh, <laughs> as oh, man, awful that, I, as those were. What you mean? I, Spike TV-ified where there's oh, like blatant yeah. like sexism and well, maybe not sexism, but definite uh, no. objectification that is occurring. Uh, yeah, it wasn't I want Eddie, uh, Eddie Burbeck on YouTube. He made a video about that, or Ted Nivison, one of the two. They they often collab, but yeah, they made a video on the Spike TV Game Awards, or the actually the Game Awards over the years, I think, and started with obviously the Spike TV version. Yeah, and he did that because that's how he could get it going, right? That's yeah. how Keeley got the, the 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 boat moving, right? And then he was able to privatize it through himself. And then get it running to what it is today. Now, are the Game Awards perfect? No. They can always be improved. And yeah, we got to sit through a lot of commercials. But there is one thing that we've improved. All the commercials that we're dealing with in these Game Awards are now video game commercials. They're relevant to what we're doing. Right? There are awards I could not give two shits about ever. The esports stuff. Even when I was into watching yeah. League of Legends esports, I don't care. You know what? That's just me. Like that, other people are into the esports stuff. Uh, I'm not really fan of the popularity contest of Creator of the Year. That just feels like a popularity who got the most views and was talked about the most this year. Like that's why I think there should I'm, be like an influencer slash e esports award or award ceremony event you know maybe have it still be like under the video game awards but have it be its own separate thing because well i feel like that kind of takes away from like the act not entirely but in a certain sense i think it sort of takes away from the video game awards because that's just people playing the game and playing it competitively in certain respects. And well, to say that they aren't part of the community, which is kind of what that's doing in a way, isn't really fair, I think. I think there is a place for it. I just don't like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 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 like yeah. I just... Uh, it's I just okay. I think it'd be better for it to have its own event, and then you can focus on each of the like major games or just games across the board. And you can have more focus on the teams because, like, then you could spend more time, like, going over the teams, individual players, and stuff like that. Because I feel like the problem with having it in the video game awards is that I don't know who the hell these people are, and it doesn't cover it. And so every year that they've had it, I'm just like, I will put my focus on something else for the next couple of minutes until they're through these. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, that being said though, that's us, right? Like other people are 100% interested in. Right. And I don't know. I don't, I would prefer 
that, you know, they do those before the show or the off camera awards where they just hand someone a trophy you won. I, f- I feel like those they should do it to those and not like best FPS, best RPG. Yeah. You know, like like the the you know, the smaller categories that they end up they do that to. Like, uh, I don't think a lot of people remember that Monster Hunter World won an award because it was done off camera. I do not. I don't think. I no. won Best RPG of that year, I believe. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're a Monster Hunter fan. I, I thought you would have known that, right? Like, well, because they didn't make a big deal out of it. Um, and I still don't think it, Monster is an RPG, but that's still a discussion for another day. Um, yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, that, you know, all that said, that, like, you know, like I love the game awards in general. Like, you know, I'm being a little critical of some of the things they do, but like the sense of community, I think, has shifted away from E3 to, in my opinion, the game awards. Right. So we have the categories. Uh, like games for change or accessibility awards or you know, those sort of like social forward, you know, awards and achievements that they want to highlight. Um, I love, I love the orchestra that they do for the game of the year, mm-hmm. the medley of all the themes. Um, there are so many cool things about the game awards that are just celebrating games as a community the developers you know not a lot of times they the publishers are there you do see things like you know nintendo as a publisher more accepting things than the developers or 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 that kind of thing which i would prefer to see you know team leads and that kind of stuff be accepting awards or producers Mm -hmm. but i mean miyamoto is still a producer on every mario game i'm not sure how much he's involved in the in the day-to-day of the mario wonder but like i'm sure he's still on that somewhere which is fine right and i don't want to discount miyamoto's importance to the mario but like at the same time you know they they do say they want to highlight the developers and sometimes we end up seeing the publishers not the developers um that being said we do get to see and hear from the voice actors for for games we do get a lot of interesting moments uh, in that award show, which is why I always want to cover it on this show, because I think I think it's important to the gaming community personally. Um, and I would say that's a convention in its own right now. They talk about so many game announcements and stuff. Now, what I don't like is what we're going back to is how they announce things sometimes where it's like, look forward to more of this at this date. Like, and that's, I see that as like moving the show along sometimes or, or or that kind of thing. Um, but we do get some pretty awesome announcements, uh, at the game awards. I think we got mortal. One of the mortal combats was announced at the game awards. I believe it was MK 11 was, um, with a brand new trailer and everything. Um, yeah, so like I'm I'm for it. You know, I'm definitely for the show. Uh 
but I think it has some of the problems that I'm having with BlizzCon and that kind of stuff, which I think is just how the people are choosing to announce their shit these days. Uh, right. Just stop doing the more information later. Yes, I want more information later, but I just want new information now. Don't give me like a freaking breadcrumb and say there's a slice of bread, you know, three months down the road, right? Like, yeah. <sighs> Don't sort of lead lead me on as a gamer and a consumer. Yes, and and Monster Hunter just did this with the the twentieth anniversary thing, right? Like you'll hear more information in March. Here's hey. a little teaser, showing everything off. We had a whole freaking episode about it. Like, well, I don't, I don't know that I would call having a sixteen hunter lineup showing everything off. It's not gameplay. It's not hinting at what monsters are returning or any new monsters. It's not. Oh no no! It's literally nothing. It's, it's not literally showing nothing. any weapons that are necessarily going to be in the game. It's just like celebrating so it's the history of Monster Hunter. Right. It's celebrating the history of Monster which is fine, right? But then right after that, I said, look forward to information in March. And this is like, that's it? You didn't even give us a teaser trailer? Like, bad when... In, in several months, Blizz- get ready for the actual announcement. Right, which we're probably going to get bupkiss other than a fucking trailer for that one. Right? Like, we're not going to hear what are the new gameplay mechanics. We're not going to hear water's returning unless it's in the trailer. Um, you know, like, we're not going to hear, like, we're, we're not going to hear, like, hey, here's our philosophy of this game. We're going to get a trailer and they're going to be like, see ya in XX where we talk about this more. Like, I feel or like that's what's going to happen. Or they hopefully won't pull the uh, Blizzard move and announce a uh, expansion for Monster Hunter now. That would don't do that. That would be horrible. Don't you put that bad juju on me, Ricky Bobby? Don't you do it, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> you I mean, imagine? you don't want that. Obviously, you don't want that either. You thought, but you thought the freaking Monster Hunter community got pissed over. The bearded streamer losing to Kezu and calling Monster Hunter a bad game. You should see when they announce a expansion to the mobile mobile game on phone instead of an actual game on console. Oh yeah, I I hope the industry was listening in 2018 when they said, "Do you not have phones?" Like I hope the whole industry realized that's yeah. not what we're doing here, boys. Like <laughs> boys and girls, I'll say. That's not that's not the way to handle this. And the the problem, the really disappointing thing to me about that statement, you know, on top of the obvious stuff of like a not listening to the fans, b being obviously being frustrated that people weren't excited for a phone game, uh, you could tell there was some frustration uh, in that. That was a yeah. very respected, very respected community manager in the Diablo community. To just mm-hmm. shat on the fans because we didn't agree with what they were doing. Um, yeah. And you know what? I still say, even though I'm a little disappointed and I've been kind of dogging on the announcement of, you know, Vessel of Hate uh, for Diablo 4, 
I am really excited about the content they're doing. Their campfire chat, as always, is just them being straight up honest and open about what their plans are, except for the expansion. The expansion, they're not saying bupkis, but everything else, they're like, this is our philosophy. This is what we want to do. The Q&A, while being extremely curated on the questions, which I feel like they just have to, right? Like they just, there's no way, like they've had so much hate from mm-hmm. fans already on certain issues. I had, you know, we talked about that where the people were hating on them for, well, why don't you just teleport us in front of a nightmare dungeon? Yeah. Okay. But what, if, uh, okay. Well, no, 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 that's not good enough. Teleport us inside of the nightmare dungeon. And then they do that and they're like, okay, so now what do you do? And then the, the fans after that were like, Hey, why aren't there anything to do in the open world? It's like, because you just made us teleport you inside of the dungeon instead of traversing the open world to get there. Like, I, yeah, this is beyond having your cake and eat it, too. It's this is <laughs> pick red or blue, and I I want purple. I want both. Like, yeah, like, like it was just it's ridiculous. And, you know. So I understand why they're curating the questions, but to be honest, the questions they curated weren't terrible ones. It wasn't like there, there were some softballs, right? Like, yeah. what about this? And then they just like a jump off to like, to give the spiel of yada, yada. But there was ones like, there was one was like, what are your plans for itemization in the future? Which itemization right now is Diablo four's biggest criticism. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, we can't give you specifics. But we want to, here's how we're addressing it in the short term. And here's our focus in the long term. But we, you know, we can't give you specific details, probably because they don't have all the answers yet anyways. Yeah. Uh, but they said, but they, they specifically said, we are going to look at affixes and how they work and how they interact with the game. And like, just saying that statement of like, we're going to look at this mechanic and itemization that has been very criticized and mm-hmm. take a deep look at it. Like, them just saying that, I mean, that, that buys a lot of trust for me, at least, of them being like, mm-hmm. we hear you. This is what you're saying. We don't have an answer, but we're looking into it. Like, like they've yeah. been very, it's just, it's just the dichotomy of that next to the statement of like, what's the next class? New. That's it. It's new. That's all we're yeah. going to say. Uh, sorry. I'm a little ranty today. This happened today. Like at 530 is when this thing went up. And No, that's fine. I finished work at 5. And it was a relatively easy day compared to the last couple of weeks. That's good. So just thankful for that. And we were able to get a situation remedied at least. It was shaping up that way as I left and handed it off to the team member that was taken over for the night. So that was good. Um, but getting back to the, back to the plot, I think mm-hmm. another thing that needs to occur with a lot of these expos and conventions is that they need to more seriously focus on demoing or debuting the products that they're coming out with, especially on like the, the hardware end console time. 
puzzle side of things because mm -hmm. I think that's a major factor of why PlayStation VR 2, PSVR 2 failed because mm -hmm. from what I understand it's dead mm. uh, I didn't hear that oh god that was quick I think, I think it's dead or at least like I don't think it's being advertised at all yeah that's, but, that's like, news yeah, to me I think like but if to be fair, gonna... I I care so little about VR at this point. Like I just I am well, yeah, that's actively the, well. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying is that I think by not having it at an event because I don't remember ever seeing it debuted like either in one of their like their state of play. I don't think the hardware was. Event. They had some. They had some games that were VR stuff. They did like here's the PSVR games at the last day to play, but that was that was it. Like right, and like I don't think they ever like showed off like the the physical look of the device when you played with it, and they didn't like have people present to either see how you would interact with it or interacting with themselves so i think that's sort of shooting themselves in the foot because didn't they I also think... just do this with the the slim the ps5 slim they hit it they showed like pictures but it's not been in any state of play or anything yeah and i think that they're more or less relying on their reputation or name recognition to be able to sell the products and it's a bad plan right now sony because like xbox is hogging all the attention right now yeah because like it's a infamous and hilarious thing that happened at a live event was when xbox implemented their uh specific locking the game to your console so you couldn't like share it until i think they fixed that but playstation was like here's how you share your game with your friends and they just handed it to them like that is the kind of thing that you need to do you need to have in-person physical representation of you your company your products because when you just mm -hmm. sort of advertise it online and do it with like ads and stuff like that and you're not actually like letting people interact with it before it releases to actually drum up excitement and word of mouth you're kind of just hoping that your name alone will drum up excitement or the product alone will drum up excitement and right at least with all the product announcements we've had on the sony end because i mean there has been that leak for the xbox stuff but like on the playstation end it's all just like these blog posts that mm -hmm. detail what the product is, how much it's going to cost, how it more or less how it functions. And I don't know. I've been very I put mean, off by that because like you, you can, it not a lot gets explained when you're just reading it. And if you have an issue with what is being conveyed to you, that's kind of going to stick and 
that can't be asked or explained away. Most people aren't going to like reach out to Sony support or like go into a FAQ online. Yeah. You know what? Um, I was just thinking about this. So I, I intend on getting the latest modern warfare, modern warfare three It comes out next Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Or this coming Friday. I'm, you know, as you're talking about that, I'm thinking about this. Like, there's a point where Call of Duty no longer comes to PlayStation. Now, I'm not a super big Call of Duty fan. I do enjoy it from time to time, but uh-huh. I do want to play it. I mean, it's just something I want to play occasionally. There's going to be a time where that's coming to Xbox. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're talking about, like, how Sony is just doing this and this and this, and I'm thinking to myself, Meanwhile, what is Xbox doing, right? They're acquiring companies. They are showing people the value of having Game Pass. They are showing uh, their support for that company. They just One of the companies they just acquired, Blizzard, right? Showing mm-hmm. up at their convention, talking about their partnership and their excitement to play the game. I mean, Phil Spencer literally talking about how he has actively been playing Diablo 4. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's like a you've got gamer cred, Spencer, like, you know, kind of deal like that. Some people I mean, obviously, I, I paid attention to that. I'm sure other people did. You know what Sony has done that I remember in the past couple weeks? The Slim announcement. Uh, Yeah, Slim and raising the prices of PlayStation Plus. That's yeah. what I've heard from Sony recently and i'm thinking to myself why am i buying this on playstation like what right what what am i doing and like it's because i have a ps5 and i want to play spider-man 2 eventually but i'm also thinking to myself i've got how much money sitting on my account right now at game game on and how much is an xbox series x hmm like (laughs) Yeah. I am already considering jumping ship. Just you talking about this stuff because it's obvious that Sony is just off the rails right now. Like, yeah. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say they're off the rails. They're uh, leaning, leaning on the side on the curve because they, they they're going in a direction s- that very much seems anti-consumer and operating off of their name more than anything. Have you ever seen the animated Anastasia with the white bat? Yeah. So do you remember the train scene where the train is just like speeding out of control? Yeah. I feel like this is Sony right now. Like they're just. Yeah. And there's going to be that moment where the bat tries to pull the brake lever. He's like, oh, look at that. That broke right there. (laughs) He had that like, he had that like uh, Wisconsin mom ask. Yeah. Um. I Which mean, I know like, you live in Wisconsin, sorry, but like like you know what I mean, like that that No, that's fine. Yeah. Um I mean like another case on point right there for having it at a live event. Because yeah. with what they included on the blog post for the price increases on uh the PlayStation Plus tiers, it didn't at least not for my what I remember include any 
plans for having day one launch titles. And right. They didn't include anything about there being like Game Pass a separate, you know, a separate uh, subscription service that will have those day one launch titles. So right. like I and many other people were like, so you're increasing the price of the thing we already pay for. But yes, not and enhancing you, the value. And, and you require us to pay you to be able to play online. Right? right. That's that's part of the thing that it's bugging me right now thinking about my purchase coming up of Modern Warfare, right? Mm-hmm. Of like if I'm not paying PlayStation the now eighty dollars a year, um, which is what I pay for Nintendo, right? What I'm paying for Nintendo is for mine and two other accounts all year with the premium. Like this is the highest level subscription for Nintendo. Yeah. I'm getting the GameCube. You know what? Well, or N64 or games. Case, or in my case, paying for mine and seven other people's. Yes. Online access for the year because I have it set up for the family plan like you. But uh, Andrea's cousins and brother have switches, and we added them. So now everyone has access to that. They don't each have to pay like the $35 for the year or whatever. It's already covered. Yeah. And like, PlayStation isn't doing that. It doesn't add any value so i don't see why i don't see why they're being so like they're becoming more i think rich from review tech usa put it this way they're becoming more like apple with like sort of their garden wall of like this is us that we expect you to pay these because we're sony we're playstation Yes. Yeah, they're and they're like, expecting some sort of prestige from their their um title alone at this point. Yeah. And like you said, mm-hmm. with Phil Spencer coming to BlizzCon and you know, talking about how he was playing the game. Like that personalization of it is a thing that is a benefit and a plus for many people because it reassures that you know there's a there's someone on inside the company that is of the mindset of consumers and they're not just going to do whatever they feel like doing and then if that's positive or negative for us as consumers it doesn't matter because you know sony seems to just want to be doing whatever they want like yeah no they just want both of them want money let's be clear both of them want money their businesses going for money right but it's Mm -hmm. it's very obvious the playstation is going for this and this alone right whereas xbox feels like they're at least trying to convince you that it's worth your money right whereas like playstation just is like do this or you don't 
Like, like it's very much like, yeah, like uncaring to the customer. Very, like very clearly, I've been getting more and more critical of them over the last like six months or so, and like, I don't know, maybe maybe that's another reason why they haven't been doing these announcements uh, in person and having Q&As and discussions about them is because they probably know that it's going to be an un unpopular move because I guarantee there probably would have been someone in the crowd that would have asked, why are you making the PlayStation Portal, portal instead of a successor to the PlayStation Portable? Or the PlayStation Vita. Because that's what we actually want. And they probably wouldn't have had an answer. Or been like, because that's not what we want to do. Right. And like with the PlayStation Slim, uh like obviously with a blog post, you just get what the difference is between the two and the prices. And that leaves a lot of little in that leaves a little that leaves little interpretation for like positive or negative intentions. And it lets people draw their own conclusions because the PlayStation 5 decision vision mm -hmm. or version is going to stay at the same $500 price point from what yeah. I remember and then the discless version that you can later get the the disk drive for is bumping up $50 to $450 and then the disk drive that you can later purchase is $80 mm -hmm. so by the end of it if you end up wanting to get the disk drive for your your PlayStation 5 Slim, you will pay more for that in the end than just getting the disc version from the get-go. Yeah. And then from the blog post too, the installation or operation, I think it's maybe just the installation, requires uh, internet access, I assume, to download certain rom files and stuff like that but mm -hmm. i i don't understand why you wouldn't just have those pre-included so that it makes that transition to adding that piece of hardware seamless right because that's theoretically going to add time and who knows how long that's going to take and how much actual space that is taking up and like that was kind of a like catch for me when I first got the PlayStation 5 was that it's not a one terabyte out of the box. The PlayStation 4 Slim that I got was one terabyte. The PlayStation 5 is 800 gigabytes of storage and then almost instantly 200 of that is going to system operation. Right. So Essentially, I only have 600 gigabytes of storage. Yeah. In which is not 20. 
600 gigabytes of storage can cover a lot. It can, especially when you're like me and I delete games when I finish them. I, I just, just normal for me. My, my computer has more than that in space, but I delete mm-hmm. games as I finish them usually. Right. Cause they're not, I'm not going to go back to them a lot of the time. I don't go back. Once I finish a game, I don't go back very often. It's not like I never go back, but if I do, I redownload it. It's a little different on Switch because a lot of the Switch games that I have on the Switch are stuff I play with the girls and then the individual games I play. Stuff I play with the girls I keep on the Switch, right? So I don't have to redownload it when they come over. That being said, more space is just better. (laughs) Yeah. And that was a gripe that I had with it when I first got it. And I don't know why they wouldn't have just made it a standard to begin with as one terabyte because like games are getting larger. Yep. Because like it or not, there's that sort of expectation that a lot of games have realistic graphics. And I just fired up my PlayStation five for the first time in like a month or two and like actually browse the store on it. I wasn't just on my phone doing the streaming. Um, and I looked at Spider-Man 2 because I do eventually want to get that and play it. And it's like 125 gigabytes of storage mm-hmm. space. So like that's already. That's a uh, lot. That's a lot of space. That's, that's already on day one launch a sixth or actually a a little over a sixth of my storage space that remained yeah gone. now i do have the a one ter or yeah one terabyte uh m.2 ssd in it so i have 1.6 terabytes of storage but like not everyone is getting that drive that extra drive for no. it. and not everyone gets external drives for their consoles. So I've like, never had an external drive for any console personally. Yeah. So it, it's really bizarre for me, the steps forward and then the several steps backward that PlayStation has been doing and they aren't being open about it and not being present to explain themselves so that's right that's another factor that's pushing me away from playstation is them not being there in the community like xbox is right yeah like i said we just saw phil spencer today or yesterday at blizzcon like when are we ever going to see the the playstation people at anything right yeah is is jim still the I, I thought I th- saw a thing that Jim Ryan was like stepping down or leaving PlayStation or something like that. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. The only thing like, do you remember there was that weird um, business suit, white guy with blonde hair, short hair that was like the PlayStation sort of like mascot for a little while and ads. 
Like that was the thing going for PlayStation recently. I, the PlayStation commercial. There was one where he was on like a jet ski and he was just sort of like he had this sort of like Dwight Schrute energy where he was just like I think I maybe know who you're talking about. But it's been he a was couple like, of, it's been years since those ads, I think. Yes, it has. And I was going to say that's the last time that I feel that PlayStation has had an interesting marketing campaign that I paid attention to. Like like yeah i'm not gonna lie we started talking about this right like obviously a little off topic to the convention stuff but it's tangentially there because a lot of this came from their presence at conventions and stuff right started to look into this and i was like you know the the modern warfare thing like why am i getting it on playstation i am legitimately considering getting rid of my playstation 5 and switching to an xbox per this conversation because it's cheaper and it's it's cheaper to just like if i can just get x uh xbox xbox game pass core right where i'm not getting all the extra games all the time just the online play for a year that's already twenty dollars less than um playstation right yeah and i'll i'll have to uh look at these videos but apparently playstation is always also going to be uh going through some quote-unquote massive layoffs yeah i just this wasn't younger ross's sony and playstation (laughs) i just Mm -hmm. I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. I'm heavily... I'm going to talk to Jared, and I'm going to see, am I crazy? I'm going to ask him, am I crazy for wanting to do this? Getting an Xbox? It's, it's, yeah. No, no, completely switching. Like, turning oh, everything in. Like, oh, like trading in PlayStation 5 and whatnot? That's the only way I would be able to afford it at this point. I mean... I don't see why not. I mean, allegedly the what? PS5 what am I going to miss in the pipeline? What so. am I going to miss though? Spider Man, like, yeah. I mean, you could get Spider Man before you trade it in, play it, and then go ahead and pull the trigger. Um, but I've got you're like somewhat of a completionist at time. Apparently, the platinum for it is uh doable pretty quickly i the first one was i did the first one mm-hmm. but like I, I don't know man like what what has kept me on the playstation track over xbox is two things right monster hunter monster hunter has been on playstation more often than xbox right that doesn't seem to be the case right now. Mm-hmm. Because if it's not coming to Switch, it's coming to PC. Right? Yep. If it hits consoles, it hit both PlayStation and Xbox last time. So this is a bit of a gamble for me, right? Where does Monster Hunter land the next time? It's not going to be PlayStation only at this point. I don't think that's possible 
But that's the one situation and where I would feel a little burned from it. Yeah. Right? Like, like that would be the one situation, which I don't think is the case. I think that's not a terrible bet. The other thing is the Xbox, what I called the 180, right? Where they were actively found out for listening to you through Connect. Like the the privacy thing. Right. Um, that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. Connect's no longer required. Uh, personally, even though a lot of people don't like the always online aspect that they brought up because of that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of always online, but it's not a deal breaker for me. Obviously, I'm playing Diablo 4. I played Diablo 3 on PC. Like, these are not deal breakers for me. I still enjoy these games. They are always online. Right. They are online games. Um, Now, my brother argued that Diablo 3 wasn't, but that's because he mostly played it on Switch at one point. The Switch version is not online, but the always online, but the everything else for Diablo three was because um, he was very he's been having lag issues in Diablo four and he's been very frustrated with that. And I can relate, um, but I think it's his Internet problems, not the game. Maybe though he's blaming yeah. the game, but you know, whatever. It's not good. I'm going to lay that out there. It's not good to have always online, but I don't think that's the case with Xbox now. Right. I think I can play stuff offline, but to be honest, I don't know when my PlayStation isn't online. So. Myra. <laughs> like if it's on, it's online. Like I don't, I leave it signed in. I'm not like disconnecting from the internet to enjoy stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, the most gaming I've done from the two has been on my phone with the backbone. And then, mm-hmm. Uh, when we were at the hospital for for Andrea's surgery, I was playing on my Switch. So. Yeah. Well, e- either way, I'm saying the always online thing really isn't an issue, even though it was one of my concerns with Xbox. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Maybe next time we talk, maybe I have an Xbox Series X instead of a PlayStation Five. We'll see. Because. Yeah. I don't like the, I'm with you. I don't like the the direction PlayStation has been going. I don't want to pay more for the online just so I can play games that I don't always play online. Yeah. And I mean, granted with PlayStation plus, uh, once you have it, you have access to them indefinitely, but then once it expires, then they get locked, but that would, essentially be the same with game pass but then game pass also rotates out games so yeah, it's true there's uh, i'm not there's benefits and drawbacks to each but like i'm not getting game pass for for game pass right like me getting game pass is so that i can play games online yeah like like i'm not not saying that i'm not interested in i don't know i'll just play this game and i'll be done with it and i didn't have to pay anything extra to play this game and be done with it you know whereas playstation i would have had to have bought it right yeah i mean i'm not opposed to I'm that pretty sure it's still on there you could play starfield yep 
I mean, I currently actually have the PC Game Pass. Uh, mm-hmm. I had it for a month, tried it out. I immediately canceled it. There wasn't anything there that I wanted to, to play that much. Uh, but to be honest, I'm trying to pare things down because I'm a little tighter on money these days because of school debts coming back in repayment, the roof loan coming back in repayment as of September. Like yeah. things got a little tight for me. So like if I'm switching, it's it's got to be the whole deal. Like, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I so mean, we'll see. Xbox is um, definitely the more is, attractive of the two. This is not where I expected the discussion to go tonight, but here we are. Um, yeah. Well, I think it is an overarching theme too, because like mm-hmm. PlayStation has their own event in person, but like I don't know. They had. I don't remember if they've had one this year or had one last year, but like they got to do something soon to get back on track and to start earning at least my, my and a lot of other people's faith back because Mm -hmm. the way they're heading, I'm not going to be getting the PlayStation six when it comes out. I'll be more inclined to get the, uh, Xbox X hundred, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever goofy moniker they decide to give it when that comes out. They're gonna call it the Xbox Two. Gonna be even more confusing. The Xbox One Two X. Yeah, One Two X. Or because Jack hates the the song because of the TikTok. The Xbox One Two. Buckle my shoe. <laughs> That's not going to happen, but that's still funny. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I'll have to tell Andrea uh, about this so that she has Jack listen to it just so I can know that he rolled his eyes. Yes. Uh, that is your right as a father. That is. Yeah. Well, and get a, them to roll the, their eyes or lie. And a fiance. Because, like, that's that's one of the things I do too is like make just the most stupid or obnoxious joke that I can to get Andrew to like give me just an annoyed an annoyed look or a roll of the eyes. It's oh yeah, like, no, that's it's like hair it's a it's a win either of, way. Yeah, whether they sort of to sort of steal the John Mulaney joke about canceling plans, it's like heroin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's a win either way. If they laugh, great. If they roll their eyes, great. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, a goal has been achieved. Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm that way with a lot of my puns or dad jokes or whatever. Um, I saw this really funny thing. It's like kids affected by dad jokes. Uh, It was like a a therapy thing is like, the kid is like all sad and stuff. And then he's just like, and then he said, da da da. It was I like think, a, ba- a dad joke. I think and then I saw he, I think I saw like, that. Have you been affe- affected by dad jokes? Yeah, because I think there's a, a TikToker I watch that does like 
goofy like reaction videos and he's pretty good with his like facial expressions oh yeah yeah yeah. so it was him it was him so i don't see him on tiktok i don't don't use tiktok it's Uh probably ported over to facebook reels so that's where i saw him yeah Yeah, that guy's that guy's reactions are funny I love, yeah. I especially love it where he's just like, what? And then he's like, all right, all right. <laughs> like, like the, yeah. that reaction, very spot have on you, for him. Have you seen his uh, gym series videos? Mm-mm. Where he's like doing like warm ups at the gym. And then he'll like look over and it'll be like some of these, I don't know, similar to like the people who do like shock value cooking videos people who will like be on like the top of like the eight or ten foot tall like bench like weightlifting sets and they'll have like a a uh, weight bench chained mm-hmm. to their waist and they're doing like pull-ups and ridiculous ass stuff like that yeah okay it'll be no, i've it'll never be seen similar these. stuff like that and then he's got also included like goofy clips of like a mouse with like two olives on a toothpick and stuff like that. That's funny. That's funny. Oh boy. All right. Um, well, I didn't have much else to say about conventions in general. My, my big takeaway from this is I still think there's value in them. Right. I still mm-hmm. think there's there's value in having convention. And even though we don't have E3 and it died for a reason, I did like that that larger sense of community. Right. BlizzCon does pull the sense of community off well. They do. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just individually upset for certain things where it's like, here's almost no information. Come back later. When this should be when you're telling us this information, right? You, you, right. you have the stage now, right? You have our attention now. Um, an announcement of a teaser is okay sometimes, but like, uh, you, there's no way you don't know what the class is. If you can tell us it's brand new, right? Like they're not just telling us there's already something in there. Like, like there's right. there's definitely some sort of thing. I mean, I'd say if you're gonna do a teaser for the announcement, I would say also include a statement along the lines of like, we don't want to just give you pieces at a time. We want to give you the whole meal. Well, yeah, so or some explanation. We'll have, this is why we'll have more at this date. Right, or at least some explanation instead of just like the biggest freaking tease. I was very excited to hear about the new class. I really was. And that was like the most one number one thing I'm excited for in the expansion. Don't get me wrong. I'm a super big lover of the story. I'm very excited to hear about what we're doing in Karost and the jungles and all the things in there. But you know, that everything else was really cool about it. That's, that's like a, to me, it's a complaint. I think it's a valid complaint and it's a big complaint, but it's not the whole story, right? They did everything else really well and I really enjoyed it. The other part of it is 
I think that it's good that we are moving to more individualized and focused events, even if they are some conglomeration ones like State of Boom, because I am interested in that genre. I would watch an ARPG convention, right? Yeah. That is that like Diablo shows up to, but also Titan Quest 2, Path of Exile. Like Path of Exile has its own event. I don't care about Path of Exile individually. But I might care if Path of Exile is at an event and I hear about something cool they're doing and I might go back or yada yada. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm only going to hear about Path of Exile afterwards because there isn't like a I would like to see some genre events like State of Boom, right? Yeah. And I'm probably going to watch State of Boom next time it comes around because they really wowed me this time with everything they had. Right. And like I said in the discord and here, I didn't even mention all the things I was excited for. That is just all the things coming out in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So, similar to uh, C2E2, I think maybe mm-hmm. the gaming community could benefit from like a console expo. Where, sure. Like PlayStation and Xbox and like handheld peripheral, peripherals, Razor, Razor. Right, um, HyperX benefit from having like a dedicated uh, convention just for convention mm-hmm. expo for that stuff. So that could be another aspect that would maybe solve I mean, that issue for PlayStation. That's what, but that's, that's what E3 started as, Electronics Expo, like mm-hmm. supposed to be for devices and that kind of stuff, and it turned into games, which is fine with me. I don't care about phones yeah. you know or, or whatever else electronics that they're they're looking at i don't care like so maybe i was okay with it being video roots. games <laughs> maybe um or should yeah. have i guess it's too late now no yeah they're they're dead it's dead jim um so yeah um anything else to add tonight ace or uh no because if I start going into that, <laughs> that thing that we were talking about earlier with uh, multi-tools, I probably won't shut up. And I'm already pretty tired. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, to be honest, uh, something's going on with my sinus right now, too. It's really hurting behind my eye. But oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know why my sinus is acting up. Chance was sick. Maybe he got me sick. So... I'm going to blame Chauncey. I yeah. blame him. But, uh, yeah, so thanks everyone for listening. Uh, I guess we'll see if I get an Xbox. Well, I, some, uh, Jared's going to either talk me down or talk me into it. Probably talk me into it because it means I give him money. But, or use money that I already gave. It's all trade-ins at this point. Yeah, not really. Maybe, Maybe this was secretly Sasha's plan with joining the the show. She, she has no idea about this and it will be so funny if we come on next week and be like, so here's what happened last episode. Well, no, like not necessarily that she knows, but like that she because I assume she orchestrated listened to the show before she came came on. So she, she could tell she, that she listened to I was yeah. She listened to specific ones. At the time. And then yeah. 
that you had PlayStation, but that you weren't necessarily an Xbox fanboy. So this is this is the headcanon that now that Sasha secretly joined to infiltrated the Xbox. Yeah. All your I mean, console are become ours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what though? I mean, really, at this point, it's Sony doing it to themselves. I, Sasha yeah. has very little to do with what's happening here. It's it's mm-hmm. been Sony, uh, which is unfortunate, you know, because I'd rather buy something based on their merits of it being good versus one being bad. But like, right. to be honest, it's not like Xbox is being bad. They're they're just doing what they're doing, and I don't really see a problem with it. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, so uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, be sure to check us out on X slash Twitter at HunterTubPod for updates, although I'm not giving too many updates unless something happens. Um, but, yeah, look forward to listening to next week where apparently we're going to surprise Sasha and tell her her infiltration of the podcast and how she has influenced us to all buy Xboxes at this point. And, um yeah, Ace, uh, do you care to share your Twitter this time or because you're kind of moving away from it too? I don't I don't know. I mean, I still have it, but I very rarely, if ever, post anymore, whereas I used to be like right. almost same every here. day. Yeah, same here. Um, but hey, you can talk to all of us on the Discord, Hunter's Hub Discord. Uh, look us up. And, uh, yeah, we'll be, uh, talking games. Uh, probably hear a lot about Boomer Shooters for me coming up, because it's kind of what I've been into playing lately. Maybe we'll get into that next week, or who knows. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week yet. I never know anymore. So, (laughs) um, thanks everyone, and have a good night. See ya. Get an Xbox. Bye. (laughs) 